Did I say the word absolutely? That word is now banned from my vocabulary. It's better than 100%. Absolutely is becoming my 100%. I say exactly a lot. Exactly. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't notice. Are you warmed up? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay. Welcome to episode nine of Delete This History, a podcast by two pez- <laughs> peasants. Peasants? <laughs> We're pesties. You're going to say peasants? <laughs> Peasants in the library who can't afford a studio. <laughs> Pesties. Try it again. With you, the sun is shining 24 7. Cause when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can lean on you. Welcome to episode 9 of Delete This History, a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers. We're your hosts, Bria Brown. And I'm Kara Birch. Hey, Sugar Chest, what's up? (laughs) I don't know, Toby Jugs. What (laughs) what are you up to? (laughs) Oh, gosh, we're already just ridiculous. Ridiculous. (laughs) Toby Jugs. (laughs) Okay, well, here we are. This was a bad week. Let's not even talk about it. Okay. I mean, unless it's part of your chat, we didn't discuss what we were going to chat about. No, no, I'm fine with not. I just wasn't feeling well, but I'm feeling better today. Oh, good, yes. I have a clarification that I need to make. Let's hear it. Remember when Martha D. Mm -hmm. said that skull also means like cheers Uh when you're toasting? When you said it, I was like, that's a different word. But I wasn't sure. Oh. Because I just wasn't sure. So I didn't want to say anything. But it is. Two skulls? Yes. There's a skull. 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 And a skull. So the skull is more in the back of your throat. And that is like the inlet or the the land that juts out in Jutland. Martha skull is S-K-O-L? Correct. What is the skull? I just said. How do you spell it? It's the land. Oh, (laughs) S-K-A-W. It's like saying the German word all over again. I'm sorry, again. but <laughs> you didn't hear me talk about the Google car, so I don't know. I don't know what you're hearing and not hearing anymore. Uh, all right. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. I'm how sorry. Do you, how do you spell the inlet? Okay. It's spelled S-K-A-W. Oh. So when you sent me that picture of the sweatshirt... Yes. It said skull. Oh, I was like, it all came together yes. for you. I've been meaning to look it up for forever to double check yes. before I said anything. And it was like a gift from you. Oh, reminding your brain. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, but I do love that sweatshirt. Wasn't it hilarious? And I kind of want one. You know what I think I've decided? Mm-mm. Our logic puzzle app that you and I use. I think chat gpt or something of the like is creating those riddles they might be doesn't that make more sense than a human (laughs) writing some of that stuff and making some of those mistakes maybe i don't know it just feels so uh robot-y i don't Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word it doesn't feel like a human has gone through and created those things i think they're french because you know the, the art when you first open the app? Yes. It's the Eiffel Tower, and it's a 
It's like a Paris street scene. So you're sticking with I'm sticking English with English as, as a second sec- language. ESL, baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. All right. Okay. But it they are funny, though. What if it's a French chat GPT? Oui, oui, oui. Where English uh-huh. is its second language. We, we, we. That's my robot. Voice. Okay. That's your French robot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We're going to get to the bottom of this someday. No, we're not. Nah. I also wanted to know how your butt cushion's working out for you. Dude, it is the best invention ever made. Okay. It's been a few weeks. It has been. And you know what? I do not regret it. All right. I know. It's so comfortable. As a matter of fact, when I go into the office once a week and I don't have my extra large butt cushion, (gasps) because I'm not going to take it back and forth. That would be a riot. You're just carrying a butt. Put it under your arm. Huge butt cushion into the office. Hey guys, it's my office day. (laughs) Anyway, um, I notice a big difference. In In what? Like my back. Your back. Back pain, leg pain. Okay. Well, that's good. I wanted an update because it's been a while since you talked about it. You know what? I have decided. What? I'm like the guy on Forrest Gump, Bubba. Yes. Who can name 50,000 shrimp things? <laughs> Only I'm like that with pumpkin. Most of the things I just eat them while I name them. Oh. So far, I had my first pumpkin spice latte, <gasps> PSL of the season, on Thursday. Nice. It was about the only good thing that day. And then Clint brought home some little Debbie pumpkin rolls for me. Whoa. As a surprise. Because Were they good? He knows the key to my heart. I have not tried them yet. I assume you'll be eating one before this weekend ends. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, 100%. 1,000%. <laughs> oh, little Debbie needs to sponsor us. That is, just take a look at us Please. as an obvious yes. sponsorship. I use your product all the time. I've been adding a little dash of pumpkin pie spice to my coffee. That's a good idea. Every day. Ooh. Yeah, it's like the budget-friendly basic bitch beverage. Now, see, I sometimes will add cinnamon, just a shake of a... Mm-hmm. So I've never thought about doing pumpkin spice, though. I don't add it to the grounds. You straight into your I coffee. I just go straight into mm-hmm. the coffee. That's what I do with my cinnamon, just too. I pass those grounds. Come Heck, on yeah. Um, you also sent me a picture of pumpkin pretzels. Yes, I found those at Aldi. Aldi! It's like flips, mm-hmm. but they're pumpkin spice flavoring, Yum. and they're amazing. The salty and the sweet together. Yum. I'm looking forward to pumpkin bread. I'm looking forward to pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie concrete, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin cookies, <laughs> pumpkin cinnamon rolls. And then, of course, there's the stuff you can't eat. I've got some pumpkin-scented wallflowers. Hell yeah. On the way to me as we speak. And... Um, pumpkin paper crafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pump- I made my first fall card the other day. I love fall themed stuff. Uh, pumpkin home decor, pumpkin scented candles. You're pumpkin nuts. It's out of control. <laughs> it's almost embarrassing, but I have no shame. I picked up some pumpkin puree this week at the grocery store so I can make pumpkin bread because ever since you mentioned it, when we talked about it last week, I just can't get it out of my head. I want pumpkin bread really bad. I thought maybe you were just going to take it for lunch. And just eat work. it straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Considered it, but I think I'd prefer 
to coat it in sugar and mm. bake it. Mm-hmm. So that's my plan. We'll see if I get that done maybe this weekend mm-hmm. or next week. Although this coming week. Is it going to be hot again? Just like low to mid 80s. That's too hot. Go away, Summer. We're done with you. Yeah, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> That's all oh, I have. What man. about you? Tom Hardy showed up in Peaky Blinders this week. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> will be talking about Tom Hardy later. Oh, really? Yes. Well, great, because he's on my brain. He was cracking me up. In His the... character is crazy. Oh, my. He is crazy. Yeah. And I've only seen one episode with him, and I was just like, this guy's bonkers. I was not kidding. But he's doing such a good job. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen him in anything for a long time. I forget what a good actor he is. He's he, just like a chameleon. He really is. Because he, he's so gross. He's so gross. <laughs> Peaky Blinders, he's so nasty. Oh, everybody yeah. needs a bath in that show. Well, yeah, but if some people, it seems like they put forth more effort <laughs> than others. Like maybe personally... They're just showing up on set gross already. I bet they are. They may be. That must be one of the perks of the job. It's like, oh, hey, I don't, I don't have to have shower. To shower. Authentic. We also started watching Pacific, The Pacific this week. That HBO miniseries. This kind of the um, sister to Band of Brothers. Oh, yes. Sister to Band of Brothers. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Derpy, 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 derpy. I am shocked that you're watching that. Because we had to tie you to a chair to watch Band of Brothers. The reason that I'm watching it is because I enjoyed Band of Brothers so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. after you strapped me to the chair to make me watch it. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Pacific is made by the same folks. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'll give that a shot. And it's not as good as Band of Brothers, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. As much as you can enjoy a terrible war film. People dying all the time. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, the Pacific Theater of World War II was, I mean, both of them were terrible, obviously, but it was particularly horrific. Just brutal. It was, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I asked and we don't Sean, talk about it as much. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I asked Sean what he, why he thought it's not, it's not talked about, it's not written about, or documentaries aren't made about that particular part of the war as much as, you know, the European theater. And I don't understand why. What was his theory? He didn't really have, we didn't really come to a good conclusion. Oh, I see a young woman in the back of the class that has an answer. Yes, Um, you, um, what do you think? Teacher, um, I think it's racism. (laughs) You mean? We were just killing Japanese Japanese, people. Japanese, yeah. We were killing Asian people. Who cares? Oh, come on. I'm not kidding you. You think that's we why we don't talk about it. In the European theater, we were killing people who looked like us. And people who looked like us were killing us. And that was just like, poof. But so, we were just killing people in the Pacific theater who weren't really people to us. And we were brutally attacked by those people. Right. They were monsters. So, they weren't human. Hmm. Well, that's a theory that I hadn't thought about. I'm going to mull that over. I'll probably do a bunch of searches about this, like when we watched the Vietnam Mm -hmm. War by Ken Burns, Mm -hmm. and you guys are going to listen to me talk about the Pacific Theater for the next four weeks. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. 
that's probably so i'll i'm gonna do a little research and, and you're gonna see. be like man bria you were right because we interred man, people we interred asian people here in the united states over this yeah did we inter good point. german people no we did not good point good point it is racism hmm. and xenophobia but mostly racism because you know america <laughs> Anyway, on that, um, I'm feeling real good now. On that cheerful note, what are we here for, Kara? Well, we search a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's ridiculous. Most sometimes of the time, it's about the Pacific. Mm-hmm. But we're here to share them with you. Maybe make you giggle. How are we going to kick that off? I think we're going to start with the reading of the lists. Yes, we are. I get to go first because it's not week. It's Weirdo Week. It is Weirdo Week. Here we go. Number one, Amelia Fox. Number two, Taro Ice Cream. Number three, Lamborghini Countach. Number four, Closet Sort slash Goods Sort Sorting Games. Number five, The Revenant Movie. Here's my searches. Number one. Daniel Whalen, Green Bay Punter. Number two, Skane Definition. Number three, Quince Cheese slash Quince Paste. Number four, Exiat slash Universal Ant. I only had four this week. Why? I, because I felt like crap. Oh, that's right. I just was so... I really, I really was not... I didn't do a lot of searches this week. Well, I had other searches, but as you will see in... What about this one? Mm-hmm. They were bow ring. Okay. So that's right. where we're at. You want to play a game? <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's play a game called Search, Search Me, where we pose one question to each other and see if we can answer based only on the reading of the lists. Okay. Kara, mm-hmm. you're playing for this cute little paper cutter that looks like a pizza cutter. Oh my gosh. Do you have one of those? So I have one that's about four times that size and I use it to cut material if I'm ever sewing a project. But I've never seen one teeny tiny and cute like that one. It's tiny. It's 28 millimeters, which I don't know what that means because uh, we like the imperial system over here in the United States because we're weird. That's the size of the wheel. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's so cute. I want it. Pull this down. See? Yes. Safety mechanism. And now you're like, I'll cut you. <laughs> like the Peaky Blinders. I'll cut you, bitch. <laughs> it's a little pizza cutter looking thing. I love it. It's already going through my head. The <laughs> things I can use that I for. So you've been on a card making frenzy lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought this might come in handy. Also, I have more than one. Oh. Yeah. So I, I'm slowly getting rid of my excess shit while we do this podcast. <laughs> so that's handy. I'm reaping the benefits. Yeah. Purge. <laughs> What's my question? Which search result, only one this week, originated from logic puzzling? Oh, only one. Mm-hmm. Which one was it? Lamborghini Countach. Man, no. Oh. Really? Really. Son of a biscuit. Was it Amelia Fox? No, ma'am. Was it Taro Ice Cream? Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> taro Ice Cream. Third time's a charm. Ow. Here's the thing. 
When I hear tarot, I think of a brand name of ant poison. Oh. <laughs> the ant poison is T-E-R-R-O. Okay. But still. Did they misspell it? No. I never thought it was ant poison ice cream, but just tarot <laughs> ice cream. I was just like, what the heck? So it's a brand. Mm-mm. It's a flavor. Oh, okay. Tell me all about it. Turns out this flavor is extremely popular in Asian countries, particularly Japan. Speaking of Japanese. I was going to say, okay. We're, we're going right out there. with the theme here. Yep. Taro is a tropical root plant and a food staple in Africa, Oceanic, and South Asian cultures, like green tea or red bean ice creams. Oh, I you love red like bean. At, like at sushi places. Mm-hmm. So apparently nobody's introduced the Japanese to things like chocolate. <laughs> Or Moose Tracks, <laughs> which is the most disgusting name of any. Well, there's a Bunny Tracks one, too, which is kind of gross. I've never tried either of those. They're delicious. Anyway, taro is similar to ube or ube. I, I forgot to look up how to say it. U-B-E or the purple yam. Oh, yeah. Well, most ice cream isn't made with the actual plant. It's made with taro powder which gives the ice cream a vanilla aroma and a sweet, nutty flavor. Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And the powder, like the oob is, or ubi, or ube, is purple, but it's a light purple. Uh-huh. And the ube mm-hmm. is darker. Okay. So it's a legit, popular, reportedly delicious ice cream flavor, not ant poison. That's great. <laughs> I was really relieved. <laughs> Now you're making me want some ice cream. Oh, girl. Yum, 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 yum. I love ice cream. The end. Okay. Um, It was nice talking to you today. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, I'll play for that again next week. Yes, you will. All right. Hang on. I got to roll over here and get your prize. Okay. This has to be a reveal. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, it's not always a reveal. (laughs) We're getting into spooky season. Yes. My favorite holiday. And so you today are playing for Ghoul Friend <laughs> Hand Soap. Ghoul Friend. <laughs> ghoul. Um, it's foaming see. hand it's soap. It's foaming hand soap. The fragrance notes mm-hmm. to tantalize you to try and get this question right. Dark strawberries. Ghostly peony and spine chilling citrus. Strawberries, peony, citrus. That sounds like a great combination. It's actually pretty lovely. So here you go. Ghoul friend hand I'm, soap. I'm excited because guess what's running out? My orange, my citrus, whatever. Oh, yes. Was it that? was orange ginger. Orange ginger. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's getting low. You won't have to buy soap anymore. I'm just going to keep feeding you like one soap a month. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Your question is, which of my searches caused me to knit my brow in wonderment? Hmm. I'm going to say Exeet Universal Ant. Oh, no. Knit my brow. Oh, damn it. I just did what you did. Payback for the kirky dogs. (laughs) I'm howling with frustration. Oh, 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 I 
you did God there. bless America. It was skein, skein definition. Skein it. As a yarn crafter, yes. I'm very familiar with yarn skeins. Uh, or, you know, I've heard it used like uh, like skeins of hair. Like, oh, you have know. you? Yes. I've never heard it. Like it's all like bunched up hair. and coiled. Uh-huh. Like, look at her skeins of hair. You've not heard that. It's no. grossing you out. I'll stop saying hair. No, it's the skeins of hair. part. It's the whole thing together. Well, I got grossed out because I was reading, I'm reading Prue Leaf's book, one of them. One of the characters was talking about skeins of sausages. <laughs> I know. And I was like, <laughs> exactly. Um, because it's set during a Second World War. Yes. And they're eating national, this is set in Britain, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They're eating national loaf. They're making their mm-hmm. own food. They're mm-hmm. slaughtering their own pigs. I would never have survived in any other time period besides this one. I don't think I would either. (laughs) So they were in the midst of the slaughter, and it's this big, like, family ordeal. And Mm -hmm. so they were excited about skeins of sausages. And I was like, I want to ensure that I'm thinking about this the way Prue wants me to. I had never heard it used like that with food. Right. So I looked up skein just to make sure exactly what it meant Mm -hmm. and I learned something that has nothing to do with sausages or hair or yarn really yes okay skein can also refer to a flock of wild geese or swans flying especially in a v formation that's a skein yes skeins of geese skeins of swans oh that sounds better Swans are mean. Every time I think of swans or hear the word swans, I think of Hot Fuzz. That movie Hot Fuzz oh my where gosh, yes. the goose is loose and Nick Frost is like, honk, honk, <laughs> trying to capture, like, lure this swan. I love that movie. It's one of the, it's one of the best movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't... We, neither one of us won oh again. Oh gosh, we're going to have another repeat week next week. Uh, we both sucked it. We really did. All right. Just because we lost, it does not mean that we can't go ahead and share the rest of our searches with everybody. Well, correct. I mean, I still think you're my friend. So since we're still friends, mm-hmm. we can continue our shared history together. Yes. This shared history will continue. Excellent. Also in the form of our week's search histories on yes. the internet. Correct. I shall go first. Hit me. The first one I want to talk about is Lamborghini. Yes. Countach. Please do. Here's the context. Um, I'm reading Country Club Murder series by Julie Mulhern, the Kansas City native who writes about the Kansas City Country Club set in the mid to late 70s. (laughs) And it is hilarious. This one is called Watching the Detectives. It's book five in the series. Wow. How many are there? I'm a a lot. I don't know how many. But I am... You're eating it like taro ice cream. I am. I'm devouring it like pumpkin bread. (laughs) Pumpkin anything. Pumpkin everything, including candles, (laughs) because I like to eat big orange candles. In the book, the main character, Ellison, has a Weimaraner. Is that how you say it? Weimaraner? Weimaraner. Weimaraner. 
<laughs> You're going to have to play it. Hey, hang on. Maybe we've both been saying it wrong our whole lives. Maybe we have both been pronouncing it wrong. Okay. Are you ready? Whoops. I just took a <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> Derp. Fucking old lady. Okay. Limer on her. All right. Okay. I stand corrected. Well, you know, we learn things every time we podcast. Always learning. Always. Tell me about Weimaraners. Anyway, the main character, Ellison, has one of those. And his name is Max. And when he's running after a cat, she compares him to a Lamborghini Countach. Countach. Now, the 1970s had some pretty ugly cars. (laughs) That is a fact. Like the Pinto. (laughs) Even their pretty cars were kind of ugly. Kind of like the clothes. Kind of like the appliances. Kind of like the interior design. Yeah. It was just an odd aesthetic, the 70s. It was. So I wanted to look up this car and see what it looked like. And my search took me to the Lamborghini website, where I found out they released a new model of the Countach. Oh. An unlimited series hybrid supercar for the model's 50th anniversary in 2021. It's a hybrid. The 2021 version. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rad, actually. Yeah. So if you're into, like, low-slung supercars. Of course I am. Of course. It's very futuristic looking. Mm. But it's also very recognizable mm-hmm. as a Lamborghini. Okay. Okay. Here's the catch. They only made 112 units. Oh. Not 111. Not 113. <laughs> 112. Do you know why? No. Now for some specs I don't understand. Time to speak Greek. Its max power is 599 kilowatts at 8,500 RPMs with a displacement of 396.5 cubic inches. No clue what that means. Moving on. Here's some stuff we do understand. Max speed. 355 kilometers per hour. (laughs) <laughs> which translates here in America <laughs> yeah. to roughly 220.6 miles per hour. That's still very fast in my brain. Yep. It goes from 0 to 62 miles per hour in 2.8 seconds. Oh, my gosh. So almost as fast as my Irish temper. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. And it has a combined fuel economy, city highway. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Just guess it. What do you think? Now, it's a hybrid, remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about 41 miles per gallon? Oh, 24 miles per gallon. Stop. 16 miles per gallon. <gasps> 11 miles per gallon <sighs> for a hybrid. Why would you even make it a hybrid? What's the point? Well, they get more than they did back in 1974. I mean, I guess I should back up and think, why are you even buying a Lamborghini? Right. That's when you have too much money. You're not buying you're it. like, why? What could I buy today? Well, a hybrid Lamborghini. You're not commuting in that thing. Yes. You're not taking it on road trips. I mean, I would like to take it on a road trip. I mean, you're, you're just joyriding on short jaunts. Showing off. Mm-hmm, hmm 11 miles. You're showing people how big your, or small, your penis is. Your bank account? Oh. 
Look at the size of my bank account. Also, did you know that Lamborghini is owned by Audi? No. I did not either. Back to the old version of the Lamborghini Countach. continue. The one that they were talking about in the book I was reading. I immediately recognized it when I pulled up the picture of it. Hmm. Because my brother had about 20 of these Hot Wheels <laughs> when we were kids. And I played with Hot Wheels too, by the way. But he just owned them. Mm-hmm. According to our friend Wikipedia, the original Countach was manufactured from 1974 to 1990. It popularized the sharply angled, quote-unquote, Italian wedge car shape. Okay. Where it's kind of shaped like a cheese wedge on its mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. with wheels, mm-hmm. sort of. Or a doorstop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it had those crazy scissor doors. Yes, not the ones like the DeLorean that right. came up look, like wings, but the scissor ones that like pivot and lift from front to back. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And the 74 model had a max speed of 195.73 miles per hour. Slow ass. <laughs> and could reach 60 miles per hour in, in 5.4 seconds. Oh, wow. They've really improved that. Yes. So Goodness. it's predictably the newer one is faster and has more giddy up. It had 10.2 miles per gallon fuel economy combined. Oh, my goodness. The hybrids don't get that much better. It's just the motor. It's just so much power. Yes. The Lamborghini Countach. I don't know anything about cars, but I like them. I don't know how they work. It's kind of like I don't know mm-hmm. how my TV works, but I sure do like TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know how football works. I do. So I'm going to tell you about my next search. <gasps> Daniel Whalen. Oh, yes. He's the new punter for the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was watching a game the other night, and one of the announcers was throwing to a commercial and just quickly said, from folding towels to the NFL, not too bad, or something like that. Not a direct quote. And I was like, what? My gosh. (laughs) So I get on the computer, and I started searching his story. So it's not like earth shattering it was i wanted it to be a little bit better but it's still interesting it was kind of like the first week of the nfl season (laughs) exactly i really wanted it to be a little better than it was yeah for the most part it was a snoozer Mm -hmm. true go ahead the green bay packers did very well in their first week but it was a boring game well but they still won it was boring So he started punting when he was 17 mm-hmm. in high school, ended up at UC Davis mm-hmm. and was their punter for five seasons. Mm-hmm. And then afterward, he was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the Saints picked him up. He wasn't drafted through the NFL, but they picked him up as like a free agent and just signed him that way. And then after two months, they let him go. Right before the 2022 training camp. How lame is that? That's so shitty. And joke's on you, Saints. So he moved back to California after that happened to decide what to do, and he got a job at a spa folding towels for eight hours a day. Oh, my god! So he was just like, just, I'm gonna just need to make some cash until I figure out my next move. And so luckily, the XFL came along. And they were like, yes, please, we'll take you. And he ended up on the D.C defenders yes ma'am team they were a successful team he was their punter for all 10 games and so that got him noticed by green bay he was invited 
um, to try out, went through training camp with their current punter, and he was chosen over their current contracted punter for this year. Ouch. Yeah. So, bless his little heart, he's now a Green Bay Packer, and he's really excited about it. Nice. And he's good. He's he's good. I read a little article about him where during training camp, he was um, practicing with his mom. <laughs> I think this is the kind of mom you would be <laughs> if you had a football player. He would he just wanted her to like chuck him like underhanded throws yeah. so he could practice his catching. Yeah. And he was kind of just saying she wasn't super good at throwing, but that translated to yep, this is me so far. <laughs> bad ball um training so like if it's a bad snap yeah then you know so he she helped him with that like kind of get his mind wrapped around like oh that's coming it's all wobbly yeah so it's not always gonna be perfect and you gotta make the best of it anyway mom's coming through again for their kids let me tell you we just are the best (laughs) so anyway i'm following him now at number 19 I'm really excited to Very see. Very nice. That's yeah. a great story. That's yeah. kind of, it reminds me a little bit of the Kurt Warner story. Oh, yeah. Where he was working at a grocery store. Oh, maybe I'll try out. Maybe I'll be part of the greatest <laughs> show on turf. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, the whole thing. That was his whole career in a nutshell right there. He did a good job. I, I knew exactly I what you were talking about. I thought about. I did. I thought it was a good montage. <laughs> that's um, that's my Daniel Whalen. Oh, Here's a little fun fact. He's the first Irish-born NFL player since 1985. Holy moly. So I don't was- know who looks up these facts. Like, they're like, he's Irish-born? Let's look up when was the last NFL player that was Irish-born. Yeah. I mean, who does that? That's somebody's job. It is someone's job. Somebody's got to fold the towels for eight hours. Somebody's got to look up. Random facts for the announcers to use. Right. Especially when games are boring, like the Green Bay game. <laughs> <laughs> They have got to come up with this stuff so they have something to talk about because yes. everybody is at home going, exactly. what, Irish Irish born? What? Well, when was the first one? When was the last one? So, yeah, 1985 was the last NFL player that was Irish born. Wow. Born in Ireland. What was his name? Hmm. McDougal. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this one's Waylon. So Pat O'Donnell, he's a free agent. I hope that you find a job, buddy. Oh, man. Another Irishman took your job. What's your next search? Closet sort slash goods sort sorting games. That's a lot of sorting. It's sorting. Let's hear about it. It's a new mobile gaming obsession that I have. What? It's a game. On my Kindle. In goods sort. That's the one I have. You sort random, very random sometimes, products on shelves in groups of three. So I've played this. The shelves come up and you've got teddy bears over here. And some of the teddy bears might be pink and some might be blue. You can't, those don't match. And then you've got like bottles of soda and you've got, uh, they've got like makeup supplies sometimes like, uh, brush makeup brush Mm -hmm. or a tube of face cream or whatever and you have to get three of them on the same shelf and then they fly away they go away Mm -hmm. and the shelf gets emptier 
and you always have to have one spot open at least mm. to move a product into. So you're rearranging these products like one at a time mm -hmm. to try to clear the shelves. And it is so fun. Yes. And like, especially if you like to organize. Yes. It's so satisfying. I found this on our way back from New York. So we were on this four-hour bus ride from St. Louis. Oh, four home. hours goes by like that when you're playing so, this game. So I found this and downloaded it, and I it did. The time flew by yep. as I was coming down with COVID. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it doesn't surprise me that you find this game to be satisfying and fun because I'm the same way. Right. So there's a non-competitive mode and then a competitive mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which... The competitive mode. You know me. You're going down, bitch. I will sort these teddy bears faster than you. In non-competitive mode, you're racing the clock. So you have to get it done like within a certain amount of time. And then, obviously, in the other mode, you're competing with other people or bots. I think it's bots. And you try to finish before your opponent does. I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's really all it is. But I was looking for other games like that because... You do run out of lives or yes. tries. And then you're like, do, 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 do. What am I going to do now with my life? Uh. So I was like, I, I bet there's tons more other ones. There's one called Closet Sort, Ew. which I thought was going to be cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't oh. the same. See, I'm imagining clothes hanging in a closet and you're like sorting them by, you got to do it by color in Me 20 too. seconds. Me too. Did we just invent an app and it's, uh, I wish. TM. Oh. TMT. <laughs> it's ours. ChatGPT can <laughs> tell us how to write the code for this app. I'm sure of it. Thank goodness. I'm sure of it. But yeah, good sort. It's I, fun. I didn't even remember the name of the app, but once you started describing it, I was like, oh, yes. Super fun. It's very satisfying. Love it. My next search is Quince Cheese. Mm -hmm. slash quince paste sounds disgusting exactly thank you so again this came from prue leith's book the house at chorlton it's actually pretty decent again the settings world war ii and in this particular part of the book it was like picture it 1942 <laughs> so that's where we're at 1942 in this book and so again food's being rationed and they mention making quince paste at home. And I was like, barf. So when I looked it up, it then said, it's also referred to as quince cheese. Now, that just made it worse because I love eating cheese, but I don't like eating paste. So it was kind of ruining cheese for me there for a little bit. <laughs> so from the look on your face, well, I'm guessing you've not heard of quince cheese or quince. Okay. okay. First of all, it makes me think of head cheese. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like not a good kind of cheese. Exactly, exactly. Or fish paste, which they they eat that in England a lot. Like, like whipped fish. salmon or something like, like that. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, you know, fish. I read a lot of English books, and it's mostly fiction, but they'll talk about like fish paste sandwiches or yes a barf a oh, reno i don't know what uh, mm -mm. well anyway tell let me. me correct your stomach here okay 
It's a sweet, thick jelly made from the pulp of the quince fruit. And a quince kind of looks like a pear. Mm-hmm. The quince is hard, tart, and astringent. Astringent. Doesn't that sound delicious? A fruit that's astringent? Mm-hmm. Well, um, they're seldom eaten raw, but processed into marmalade, which I don't like marmalade, jam, quince paste, and alcoholic beverages. Okay, I'm, I'm on board. Are you on board now? Yeah. So imagine a brick of reddish-colored tofu. Uh-huh, okay. That's what quince paste or quince cheese Either looks one. like. Apparently, it's very good on top of cheese and crackers if you have, like, a really firm cheese. When I saw that, there was even a picture of that. That kind of rang a bell back in the depths of my brain where you put this slice. It's like a thin slice of jelly matter on top. So you've got your cracker, Mm -hmm. cheese, and jelly. I've seen that somewhere. Probably in one of the cookbooks that you like to read. Maybe so. I don't know. You can use it that way. It's very good on cheese crackers or just a substitute for jam which I'm on board with. I like a little toast with some jam. This is a very common confection in several countries, but traditionally in the Mediterranean. Oh, okay. Here's a list of countries where this is popular. So I can go there. Iberia, Spain, Portugal, Hungary, Brazil, France, Mexico, Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Italy, Croatia, Serbia, Peru, Israel, Turkey, and Romania. I'm terrible at geography. I am too, but you can tell, like, it's regional in certain places. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. But I just thought that was a pretty interesting list, and so I wanted to include it. Yeah, it's varied. There's somewhere on every continent where it's popular, but only in small places on the continent. Well, maybe not North America so much. No, not... mm -mm. Um, but you know what wasn't on that list was United Kingdom. Oh, right. And so I thought that was a little bit weird. And I probably should have searched that, but I didn't. <laughs> Maybe they were just making it during World War II because it was a hearty... Easy to grow. Yeah, like from the hedgerow jam that they were making. Maybe. That's the end of my search. And now that I've finished it, I wish I had looked up how it was made. I don't know if they just, you know. Oh, wait. That thing sounds just like the Ford Anglia. Anglia? The Ford in that Harry Potter movie. You remember that? Oh, my gosh. Isn't yes. that exactly what yes. that sounded like? Yeah. Is it gone? I think. Why do I still hear it? <laughs> because it's, it's killing our ozone. That's why you still hear it. God. I still hear it too. It's coming Here's, back. Yeah, it has to be. Oh my God, go away. Go away. You and your loud ass car. Your stupid, ugly purple bug. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. Go find the Whomping Willow. <laughs> God bless. Jeez. Okay. The next one I am going to talk about is The Revenant. Yes. The movie. So speaking of Tom Harday, here's the context. It's a new to me podcast, The Dollop, Mm -hmm. that I started listening to. It's two comedians discussing American history and culture. 
but like semi-obscure, bizarre American history and culture. One of the comedians, Dave, researches and reads the information, and the other one, Gareth, is hearing it for the first time. Oh, my goodness. And reacting hilariously Okay. to what's what he's being told. It's very explicit, so it's not safe for work. And if that makes you uncomfortable, it wouldn't be your thing. Otherwise, if you like laughing your ass off <laughs> and hearing about some bizarre events and people, check them out. So the episode that led me to look up The Revenant, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and your boyfriend, mm-hmm. Tom Butthole Lips Hardy. No! <laughs> I don't acknowledge that. Uh, featured <laughs> frontiersman Hugh Glass. Whose life was insane. I've not seen this movie, so I'm interested to hear this. Oh, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, no, I've not seen it. I have not either. I'll tell you why in a minute, why I didn't watch it. He was a 19th century mountain man, basically. This is Leonardo DiCaprio's character. 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 He didn't talk like that for sure. Okay. Yes. Rough man. I like to picture it in my head while you're talking about it. Beaver trapper. Like, literally. That's not a euphemism for he was a ladies' man. He was was really trapping beavers in the early 19th century. Yep. As one does. Right. And for those of you who have never seen it, The Revenant is an accounting of the time when Hugh Glass was brutally attacked by a bear and on the verge of death was abandoned by the other members of his hunting team, two in particular, who were sick of sitting around and waiting for him to die. Oh, yes. So they took his stuff. Yes. And they were like, see ya, buddy. You're taking too long to die, and we gotta get out of here. Because, you know, it was it was about their survival, too. Sure. They're waiting, and their hunting party is getting further and further away. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, he's gonna die eventually, but do we have to sit here and watch it? <laughs> Why didn't I watch this movie? Oh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So he uses his survival skills to get back to civilization and track down the person he blames the most in the ordeal, played by Tom Hardy. <sighs> it is brutal. My boyfriend. And gross. Yeah. And unreal. The episode of The Dollop that I was listening to was released before the movie ever came out. Oh. So it's an older episode. Okay. And they didn't even know what the name of the movie was. They just said, oh, by the way, Leonardo DiCaprio's tap to play Glass in a future film. And that's when it clicked for me when I was like, oh my gosh, I bet it's that movie, The Revenant. So I looked it up. Oh. And sure enough, I've never watched the movie because everyone in it smells really bad. (laughs) There's no getting around it. They all stink. Yes. And it was just, it just looked so stressful. Yes. To me. Like the dude has his back just completely skinned yes. by this bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass. I don't really like movies where people are mean to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't find that entertaining. I agree with you. He's attacked, he's abandoned, and then he's seeking revenge. Correct. The whole movie is just like. <sighs> uh, yeah. It's, it's going to be too stressful for yeah. me. 
I, I just, I like to be entertained, not stressed. Uh, yeah. So while it probably is a very good movie, it probably is great. Oh, I think it got Oscar nominations. I just, I can't bring myself to watch it. I know. Okay. That's where I was too. Okay. But they made it so funny <laughs> talking about this guy. Because he was seriously, he was the guy who would not die. Oh, okay. He had so many brushes with death, even after this bear thing. He's badass. It's just unbelievable how tough these people were back Mm -hmm. then. Yes, I agree. But the dollop, I highly recommend it. Okay, I'll check it out. I have been listening to it all week and seriously almost peeing my pants laughing. (laughs) That's how funny it is. They are so funny. They act things out together. Like they'll be talking about a situation and they'll act like they're the people in the situation. And then they just go into this thing where they're riffing back and forth as the people in this situation. But they're saying the craziest things because these situations are crazy. And of course, they've got a million episodes because like this is before The Revenant came out. So it's a lot of different stuff. It's not just historical stuff. It's it's history and pop culture kind of That's cool. melded together. Okay, all right, cool. Okay. Anyway, that is the revenant. That's why I looked that up. Okay. I like it. My next search is don't be mad from Prulee's book that I'm reading. <laughs> Again, you know. One of the characters was going home from school on a long weekend because she had an exiat. I'd never heard that word before. Uh-uh. It's a British term meaning a permit for a temporary absence from school. Uh-huh. So okay. like if you go away to school, that's where you live. Yes. You can get an exiat to go home for a long weekend or perhaps a holiday. Correct. I don't know why. Or like if someone in your house is sick or. Yes. It or also, somebody dies because people died a lot back then. Yes, they did. It also can apply to monks in a monastery. Oh, they can take like a holiday from being a monk? I don't know if it's from being a monk (laughs) per se. But I mean away from the monastery. from the monastery. They get two miles down the road and whip off their robe and they're like, I gotta get drunk. No more cassock. I'm gonna put on a wig. (laughs) Just insulted a bunch of people. Anyway. I don't think monks listen. You never know. Maybe they have an exiat and listen to all the pods. Yeah, they're like, let's catch up on all the raddest new podcasts. Oh, I heard about this Delete This History podcast. Those gals are funny. I bet it's amazing. So good. Because monks love to Google. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) This same character also said she was pleased that she was able to travel home alone or independently because she had turned 15. Otherwise, she would have to travel with a group of students that was being um, watched over by a teacher or even humiliatingly under the care of a universal aunt. Okay, so this was the universal aunt slash aunt. Exactly. So I've shifted my search. This was exiat slash universal aunt. Uh So I looked up universal aunts. Mm Mm-hmm. And this organization was formed in 1922 and is still active today. It's shifted its services a little bit. It's still active today. (laughs) Yes. 
So they are now hiring men as well as women. Well, of course. I mean, I don't know when that started, Come but on. they have male employees. You cannot discriminate. They provide British families with customized services such as companions and housekeepers at home and abroad. Mother's helpers, babysitting, child escorts, house sitting, pet sitting, drivers, traveling companions, cooks, and party staff. How can I get on this career track? Because I would really love to be someone's travel companion. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> would that be okay if I could just narrow it way down? <laughs> I don't want to take care of your kids. I only travel. Yeah, I just want to travel with you to wonderful places. That segues nicely into my next fact. Their very first service was caring for children mm -hmm. whose parents were posted overseas. This was during the war. Yes. The founder, that's what she did. So she was caring for nieces and nephews while her sisters and brothers were overseas and the kids stayed home to go to school. And her name was Gertrude McLean. She's the founder of Universal Ants. And so with the end of the First World War, mm -hmm. all of her sisters and brothers came back home. She felt really empty, and she enjoyed that so much. Yeah. And so an uncle of hers said, well, you should just start a business doing that and continue it because you know other people need help with their kids. And so that's how the Universal Ant organization was created. And you can get paid for this, lady. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. So she declared herself a universal aunt and started the business. I'd never heard that term before. I thought it was pretty interesting. I like people who see a need and capitalize on it in yeah. a good capitalist way. My last search this week is Amelia Fox. Yes. So we're going to stay in the UK here. Let me tell you about this rabbit hole that I went down. <laughs> Love rabbit holes. You know when you're watching something and you think, I've seen her in a bajillion things. I wonder how old she is and what her life is like and if we could be best friends. Mm -hmm. All the time. Yeah. That's what happened. I was watching a docu-series that she does mm -hmm. with a criminologist, David Wilson. A criminologist. Mm -hmm. is this it's true a true crime, crime docu-series. Okay. It's called In the Footsteps of Killers. Oh. And this British actor is obviously very interested in criminology as well she and this guy they go around and they try to solve uk cold cases oh really that's interesting it's kind of cheesy sometimes <laughs> because you can tell it's scripted oh gotcha in places like hey you're gonna walk down the street and you guys are gonna talk about this or hey you're gonna call them you're gonna pretend like you're calling amelia they're can... not really calling each other right but they have to have the conversation. <laughs> and you know that she's having a conversation in one place and he's having his end of the conversation in another place and it's not really happening together. It's still fascinating, though. And they interview witnesses and family members and the cops who originally investigated the cases, if they're still alive, mm -hmm. which sometimes they're not. I freaking love this show, even if it is a little bit cheeseball. And they're, they're pretty dramatic about it sometimes. <laughs> Speaking of cheesy procedurals, she's also played the role of Nikki, pathologist Nikki, in the show Silent Witness, a BBC thing. Mm -hmm. For 19 years, she's played this character. Yeah, there are some that are decades. Oh, yeah. Oh. They love to take a show and just run with it. <laughs> 
This show has been on for 20-something seasons. Okay. 26, I think. Nikki, the character, mm-hmm. has been buried alive, <laughs> shot at, stalked, kidnapped. You name it, it's happened to her. Like all pathologists. You know, just day in a life. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit soapy sometimes. But still love it. Going further back, she played Georgiana, Mr. Darcy's little sister. Okay. In the 1995 superior version of Pride and Prejudice. A thousand percent. <laughs> starring Colin Firth. Mm-hmm. And she's been in a million other things like historical dramas on both TV and in film. More recently, she's been in things like Delicious, opposite Dawn oh, French. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I like that show. Mm-hmm. The Casual Vacancy, the oh, J.K. Rowling yeah. adaptation. I've not seen that. The Tunnel, which is a BBC slash PBS crime thing. Okay. Where a murder happens in the channel. <gasps> oh, so which side was it on? It was right on the line. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. That's all I'm going to say about that. It's a very good show. The Tunnel. Subtitles, though, because it's oh. French and English. Gotcha. And then she and David Wilson teamed up a few years ago in the documentary Jack the Ripper, The Case Reopened. Everybody wants to figure out who Jack the Ripper was. So she loves criminology, just like her character, Nikki, on Violent Witness. <laughs> Except I hope she's never been stalked or buried alive. So now that you know who she is and where you've seen her, they could really make a Six Degrees of Amelia Fox because she's been in everything. And if she hasn't been in it, someone in her family has been in it because she comes from a deep, deep acting family dynasty. Mm. She's related to about half of the 50 UK actors that we talk about. (laughs) Who star in everything over there. I was shocked to learn she was married to Jared Harris. That's the son of Dumbledore actor Richard Harris. Oh. Who's a big name actor in his own right. Sure. He was on Mad Men. He's he's been on a, Mm -hmm. a million things. I love that guy. I had no idea they were ever married. They're divorced now. Wow. Also, do you know who her mom is? I don't. She's a character in Pride and Prejudice. Oh, wait, let me guess. Oh, let me guess. Okay. Caroline Bingley? Mm-mm. Oh. An older character. Hmm. I haven't had enough hydration today. Lay it on me. Her mom is Joanna David, who plays Elizabeth Bennett's aunt, who accompanies her to the Lake District. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, yes. To Derbyshire. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's her That's her mom. mom. Got it? Her dad is Edward Fox. I didn't know him just by name, but when I looked at him, I was like, I've seen that guy. Mm-hmm. He's been on Midsummer Murders. He's been on, but they all have <laughs> Agatha Christie stuff, uh, Poirot, Endeavor, Lewis, Inspector Morse spinoffs. Now, speaking of Lewis, the Inspector Morse spinoff, her uncle James Fox is also a very prolific actor. And he fathered other actors. One of his less popular appearances, or, or like a minor appearance, was in the show Lewis. But his son, Lawrence Fox, is the sidekick to Inspector Lewis in the show Lewis oh, on PBS. Gosh. Okay, so he's one of the main characters okay. of the show. So that's Amelia Fox's cousin. Okay. Lawrence, her cousin, also played a fairly prominent role as a member of Parliament in Victoria. On PBS. Oh. Oh. And he was married to Billy Piper. Jane Austen, PBS, 
adaptations. Mansfield Park. Amelia's cousin was married to Billy Piper. Got it. Then they got a divorce in 2016. Okay. He's a bit transphobic and homophobic, and he's an anti-vaxxer. Just saying. That's uh, quite the trifecta. (laughs) Anyway, she's related to everybody. So Lawrence's brother Jack plays villainous Edward in the Jane Austen adaptation Sanditon, which you never got into. I just couldn't get into that. Jack Fox plays villainous Edward. Okay. In Sanditon, and he is very good looking. Her brother, Freddie, is also an actor that I've seen around. He had a bit part in Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which was so delightful. I've read that book. I've not seen the movie. It was a really cute book. It's a shorty. If you want to just, like, read something in maybe if you've got a free afternoon and you just want to sit on the deck and have a beverage. Okay. It's a a quick little novelette. And she's distantly related to the Terry family, who I was not familiar with. But they're another UK thespian family dynasty. Oh, all right. But you can just keep clicking on names on Wikipedia <laughs> and IMDb for hours, starting just on her page. Interesting. Just, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that lady. Oh. I had it's no deep. idea. It goes. It goes deep. Okay. By the way, she's forty-nine years old. Oh. She has one daughter, and I think we'd be great friends. Ooh. <laughs> Are you going to contact her? I totally. <laughs> you should a thousand percent send her an email i have to tell you <laughs> i didn't realize that was her on delicious like now as soon as you said it yeah. it like just mm-hmm. clicked in my brain but it didn't even register with me that that was her mm-hmm. she's so good mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. i love her and khaleesi lover he's on there too yes <laughs> kara yes what about this one What about this one? I'm dying to know what your boring searches were. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Wait a second. You You need to go. All right. Because I just went, I just talked forever and ever about Amelia. All right. Here's my list of other searches that I had this week that were too boring to share, or we just weren't going to have time, or were mostly just too boring to share. Gotcha. List of U.S. aircraft carrier numbers. What is a gym slip? Windfalls. Cocaine versus Crack cocaine. Why Here we go again. Shake? I just can't Black stay awake. Heroin. I can't stay awake. I'm trying to find something else. <laughs> Stop taking all those gummies. Through the week. The nerd trifecta slash the holy grail of nerddom. And the last thing is pumpkin bread recipe. Hell yeah. <laughs> you ready for some synchronicity? Yes, of course I am. Here we go. My list is... Alzarin Crimson versus Quinacridone Magenta. What the hell? <laughs> there are two colors of red. All right. Mm-hmm. Number two, spinach sausage casserole with crescent rolls. Fudge. It is really delicious, and I'm going to make it tomorrow for brunch. Uh, what time should I be there? <laughs> you can be there in time for the Chiefs game, and we will be chowing it down. Uh, number three, Criminal UK. Number four, Seaside Hotel Season 10, release date. (laughs) I laughed so hard when you texted me about that. I could hear you panicking, like, what am I going to do? Well, I just, 
I got to the end of what I thought was all the episodes, and it was such a cliffhanger. I was like, they could not do this to me. Of course not. There's another season coming out, and I have to wait until 2024. Will you be rewatching the entire series? You know I will. Okay. Number five, Luddite. Number six, delete this history podcast reviews. <gasps> it's on your what about this one, so I'm guessing you didn't find anything. No. Wah, wah. Which leads perfectly into yes the next thing hey everybody rate and review rate and review us rate and review us please also subscribe oh subscribing because i learned on the dollop that really subscribers are what boost you up the list Mm -hmm. and if you subscribe you'll never miss a new episode you won't have to even remember that it's tuesday morning correct it'll just be right there on your phone with a big number yeah I'll tell you. Bink. Do it. Listen now. It's Tuesday, your favorite day. Yes. No, said nobody ever. (laughs) (laughs) It actually is one of my favorite days because I have that day off. But anywho. So rate and review us. Yeah. Subscribe. Email us. Oh, yes. Delete this history podcast at gmail.com. We would love to Mm -hmm. hear from you guys. I know everybody's busy. Yeah. But just take a minute. Just take a minute. We just want to hear from you. It's, I just want to hear from you. I know. I do too. It's fun. And you can interact with us on social media. We Mm -hmm. would love, please, we work so hard putting in terms on ChatGPT to make our tweets. I didn't use (laughs) ChatGPT last week. I didn't either. Oh, Oh, I started to use it, and when I typed in, chat GPT spit out something, and I was like, chat GPT, you're drunk. Go home. Right, right. And right. so I was like, forget it. I can do way better than yeah. him yeah. or her or it, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But before I write any more tweets, there's one thing I got to do. What's that? I got to go delete my history. Me too. All right. I'll meet you there. Okay. Bye. Hello. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's staying in. Oh, I'm going to pee in my pants. Oh, bye bye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is So Good by Orcas. Email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DTHGals. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Orange skin glow provided by Pumpkin Everything. And Kara's searches provided by Prue Leith. Prue Leith.